welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on identifying and dealing with manipulation. Now, I want to begin by just saying if you're just jumping in and you you really haven't heard this series, it's going to be so important that you go back to the very beginning uh, we've come a long way in this series, and uh, those of you that are new to my podcasts, I do these in series all the time. I pick a different topic. I'll run a series. That series may go from anywhere from 10 episodes to, you know, over 20 episodes, depending on what we're talking about and how much material I have on it. Uh, so we're nearing the end of this one. I think we've got maybe three of these left episodes left, and we're going to go ahead and move into a new topic. But uh, do go back and listen because we we covered a lot of ground in terms of not only how to identify manipulation and different forms of it, whether we're talking about narcissism, uh, just flat out manipulation, or perhaps some kind of abuse. Um, it could be verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. There's a lot of different abuses that unfortunately have a lot of manipulation involved in them. And the damage can be devastating and sometimes, unfortunately, long-term. So I want to make sure I cover all of our grounds on this and, and that, you know, I help you as far as I can. But then uh, definitely get some help if you feel like, you know, you need to take a deeper dive and, and consult with someone that can walk you through the process. Because, you know, for some, it may just take a few, you know, good pieces of advice and some reframing. For others, it can take a lot more, all right? So yesterday, uh, we talked about understanding that your feelings can linger, and we talked a little bit about self-compassion. Today, I want to talk about taking care of yourself. Now, I don't know what self-care is to you, but I would imagine it's different to a lot of people. Uh, people view self-care in many different ways. And so what I want to do is spell out what I think would be helpful to someone who's come out of a journey like this, where it's been a very difficult time and coping with some of the feelings that you're having can be uh, overwhelming at times. So I would include things like making sure you're getting enough sleep. And if you have to change your environment for that, if you, you know, and and I did a whole series actually several months ago on sleep and how to get sleep. You might want to go back and look that one up if that's an area that you want to expand on because everything can, you know, change your sleep cycles in terms of what time you go to bed, get up, even um, the atmosphere you create in the room where you're sleeping in, temperature, you know, uh, light, what you do before bed, what, you know, all those things can play an account. But do work on your sleep. That's really going to be critical. In fact, when you're sleeping, um, you actually not only detoxify the brain when you go into REM uh, sleep patterns, which is the deepest sleep, but you also uh, have a lot of healing that happens during sleep. So if you're deprived of sleep, it's going to take you a lot longer and it's going to be a lot rougher road for you coming out of the manipulation, no, no matter what form of it we're talking about, okay? Also, spending some time to relax, breathe deeply, and just maybe get alone at times when you feel overwhelmed and stressed. Now, whether that's 
one minute, and that's all you can do is one minute, say in the bathroom or in a hallway or outside of a door or whatever, or whether that's an hour, two hours, sitting in a hot tub, you know, I mean like a hot bathtub, or sitting um, in a chair by yourself or, or maybe in the woods somewhere because you have nowhere else to go, you know, uh, and maybe it's peaceful for you there. Where, wherever it is for you, maybe it's walking in the park uh, or just going for a walk. Find places where you feel like you can completely let go, unwind, and relax, all right? And deep breathing is a great way to add to that. In fact, I would really encourage you to do that. A lot of first responders, like, you know, ambulance drivers and, and police officers and firefighters have to learn how to uh, de-stress and de-escalate how they're feeling internally in order to think straight, okay? So deep breathing is a part of that. And you can breathe in four seconds, hold at the top four seconds, breathe out four seconds, one, two, three, four, and then hold at the bottom, one, two, three, four. That's called box breathing. And it actually does drop cortisol, which is that stress hormone. And if you have to do that once a day, twice a day, or 10 times a day, it doesn't matter. As long as you're using these, uh, the ones that work for you, okay, as often as it's needed, just like medicine, to, to get get your get your life back and get your thoughts back in control um, make time for hobbies and things that are fun for you spend some time with friends you haven't seen in a long time if possible uh, or take up a hobby of some sort and obviously it can be you know something in the great outdoors or it could be something like knitting inside in a chair or reading a book or you know uh, whatever it is that you like to do but when you do creative hobbies, it, and, and actually you know, one of the biggest trends that's come out in the last few years, I'd say the last decade, is coloring books for adults. You know, even something like that can help you to let go of some of the tension and the frustration that may be building from uh, the emotions that you're dealing with and coming out of it. So whatever the hobbies are, there's really no such thing as a wrong hobby unless it's illegal. <laughs> or damaging you, you know, in some way. Like, I mean, I guess I can think of a few hobbies that would be bad, but hopefully you're going to pick healthy hobbies or activities that you can enjoy. Uh, connecting with loved ones, whether that's a phone call, a Zoom call, or, or just spending time with someone one-to-one, -one. Uh, going out to coffee maybe with friends, or uh, whatever it is that you need to do to connect with people. The more that you can connect with people that support you and love you, the much better off you're going to be. But I would caution you not to share more than you need to or want to with uh, certain individuals because some people um, don't know how to cope with it correctly uh, or deal with it. It might be just better just to spend some some fun time with them, some, uh, some warm moments without sharing too much. Pick and choose carefully who you share, some of the, the gory details of your manipulation uh, because some people just won't manage it right and you don't need more stress in your life, all right? Now, there are people that you can vent when talk to, but I'm asking you to really be choosy in, in who you do that with, all right? I have a couple more to share with you, and I'll do that tomorrow because we are out of time today. But I want to thank you for joining. This is Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. We'll talk to you tomorrow.